The Detroit Tigers drop another game to the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, really same old, same old type of offensive performance. A, a really, really brutal offensive performance as they come in out away from going 19 straight innings without scoring a run. They'd ended at 18. Inspirational stuff. Um, they also have a roster move that's made. It actually is pretty exciting. We'll talk about all of it today on Locked on Tigers. You are locked on Tigers. Your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with the jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on right now, it's the Blue Nile anniversary sale. You can save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free. Find your forever piece at BlueNile.com today. All right, Tigers drop Tuesday night's game to Cleveland in Comerica Park by a score of 5-2. to two. Really brutal offensive performance. Yet again, you're used to me saying that, but it continues to be reality, so we got to keep talking about it. Uh, they were an out away from a strike away from 19 consecutive scoreless innings. Uh, they would, however, and, and one of the uh, basically a wild pitch and then another really uncompetitive pitch as well. They would walk home two runners with the bases loaded and score two runs. So they didn't go two straight games getting shut out, but they did technically go 18 straight innings without scoring a run. Really, really brutal. Uh, as far as the, the offense goes i mean look i love drawing walks everybody is very aware of that i've made that very very known ever since i took over this show over a year ago um this team doesn't draw walks they don't and they'll have games where they will i mean they, they had six hits tonight that's not great and they had three walks in this one so they had nine base runners and two runs scored, obviously, all a lot of those base runners, hits, walks, and runs all coming in the ninth inning. They had two hits and two walks in the ninth. So that's, yeah, that, that's four of the nine base runners and both runs that you scored all in the ninth inning. Um, so, yeah, that's great. Good thing we got that started uh, at the end of the game. So, my biggest thing is this team is just so uncompetitive at the plate. It's one thing to just not be able to hit the ball hard or or you you're swinging and missing but but you're working counts and and you're trying to get pitches that you want to hit. These are just uncompetitive. This team went two straight games without drawing a walk before this one. Then they had three walks in this one. So in the last 3 games they have drawn three walks. Two of those three walks were with the bases loaded in the ninth inning on two of the most uncompetitive full count or three ball, I should say, pitches in the bases loaded in the ninth inning with two outs I've ever seen. 
Um, one of them, I, I'm not even sure how you can classify that as a ball four. That should just be labeled a wild pitch, even though it was ball four. Um, and then the other one missed pretty significantly high as well. So you have that going for you in a poor way, in a, in a bad way. You have that going for you. You don't have that going for you. You don't draw walks. You don't get extra base hits. You don't draw walks. You can't hit with runners in scoring position. That's what, this is what happens. You just get no offense. That is that that is a, a direct correlation. No clutch hitting, no pop. The 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 least amount of power I have seen from a team in I could not even tell you how long. The 2019 team, the team leader in home runs was 15, and it was Brandon Dixon. We're Creeping up on on that being a reality three years later still. Not Brandon Dixon. I'm pretty sure last time he checked, I checked that that he was kicking it in not the KBO. I think the NPB. I think he's over in Japan. He might have come back, though. He also, actually, I feel like I saw a report that he officially retired. No, maybe it was an NPB signing. I don't know. That's a different conversation. ADHD brain. But... It's just, it's remarkable how poorly they do everything on the offensive side of the ball. Everything. Like I said, no one on this team is good at drawing walks. No one on this team is good at getting extra base hit or or has a good slugging percentage. No one on this team hits well with runners in scoring position. It's it's just remarkable. And we, we watch it every night. And I'm out of words. I know I just described it like with eight different adjectives. But none of them do it justice. I don't think there is a word on the planet that truly does it justice how poor this offense performs on a night-in and night-out basis. It's unreal. And this is after a big a season where you took a big step forward and you improved your win total pretty significantly. This is a, off, a season after an offseason in which you spent the most money you've spent in over half a decade. You went out and got a dude who who's finished top three in MVP before. You got a dude who who's made multiple all-star appearances. You called up two of the five best prospects in the entire game of baseball that are both bats. And yet here we are. Unreal stuff. All right. I'm honestly kind of done talking about the offense. I, I don't think there's anything. We'll talk about Kerry Carpenter in the final segment. Um, so we'll talk about it. He works in to this offense. Uh, but as far as this, like, I don't even know what else to do. Like, you you can make moves, and I think we're going to see a plethora of moves. I, I think we're going to see – I don't think they're all going to be DFAs necessarily, but but if you have options left, if you have an option left, I, I and you're not playing well, which is most of these dudes, I think it's going to happen. I think there's going to be a lot of optioning. Uh, I think there is probably going to be a couple of DFAs. Um, I don't expect this – I mean, it's already happening. And, and we kind of talked about – what earlier, not earlier this week, but, but last week, I think we talked about uh, the fact that Kerry Carpenter was, they weren't going to wait till September like that. This was always going to be a thing uh, that, that I personally thought was going to happen sooner rather than later. And, and, and here we are, thankfully, it's a super cool thing. We'll talk about that at the end, like I said, um, but like no one, th- there's no adjustments being made. Like people go on like we'll have a player be hot for like four games and you're like, Oh, like maybe they figured it out. And then no, just kidding. 
then they go 0 for 30. Like it, it's it's remarkable. And the team does it too. They'll go when they have Saturday games, right? Saturday was the best offensive performance of the year against maybe the dude that's going to win the AL Cy Young. The next two games after that performance were two of the worst offensive performances of the season. It's it's I'm done believing in this offense, and they're going to have to do a lot in the offseason to make me believe in the offense next year. So there you go. Can't wait to talk about it again tomorrow and, and again about the offense tomorrow. Okay, we're done talking about the offense. Let's talk about the pitching. And then, like I said, we will talk about Kerry Carpenter as well. But first, I have to tell you about our friends over at Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Did you know that the key to a sustainable weight loss is through your liver? The liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets, rich in unhealthy processed foods, and constant exposure to thousands of man-made and environmental toxins, most of us have overworked our livers. But now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Insurance. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients like beet and artichoke extract, etc., all of which work together, work together to wake up a sluggish liver and turn it into a toxin-flushing and fat-burning machine. No more bloated belly, no more uncomfortable digestion, no more feeling tired and low energy all the time. And best of all, Liver Health Formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long term. As a listener of our show, you can try the Liver Health Formula risk-free today and get a free bottle of CurbFit with your order. CurbFit is an all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easy to say no to naughty foods. This makes the perfect complement to, li to Liver Health Formula. Go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try liver health formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of curb fit with your order. Go to liverhelp.com slash MLB now to get started. All right, everybody. Welcome back to our second segment here at Locked On Tigers. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Okay, so let's talk about the pitching because this has actually been a very nice part of the season. We talked about how the offense has been a kind of a catastrophic failure this year. The pitching side of things has, has looked really promising, and it's looked promising because even with all the injuries, which are obviously a bad thing, they have been able to find really good performances from a lot of different players. And it looks like the, the Fetter-led pitching system is just a juggernaut. And Chris Fetter is unbelievable at his job. I firmly believe he's one of, honestly, if not the best pitching coach in the game of baseball. And I think that he reproves that pretty much every night. And obviously, a majority of the credit goes to these players who have really worked hard and, and been in the lab, I'm sure. And... Uh, and have come out and, and a lot of dudes. What do we have, 16, 17 different starters this year? A lot of dudes contributing positively. Uh, it's really unfortunate that it's kind of been, been, for lack of a better term, wasted uh, by this offense. But in this one, 
Tuesday night's game, Tyler Alexander went out there and went seven innings, seven hits, two earned runs, no walks, two strikeouts. Uh, this was the epitome of pitch to contact. There was very few. He had four total whiffs, and he went seven whole innings. Uh, he only had the two strikeouts, like we mentioned. Average exit velocity was 89 miles an hour. So that's not alarmingly high, but he's not really getting hit soft either. Um, CSW percentage was 23%. That's pretty low. Uh, again, not missing very many bats. The 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 few the, what is contributing to the CSW percentage there. The, the called strikes are doing some heavy lifting, and that wasn't even they had 15 on the game. Not even really a a crazy number. The fastball was very effective in this one though. The four seam fastball. Uh, by itself had 12 called strikes of his 15 in the game. That's really, really impressive. That means he's mixing it well. Uh, his four-seam and cutter I find fascinating because most people have one or the other or they use them both as fastballs. His, his cutter is about four miles an hour slower than his four-seam fastball. And, and so what he does is – he will use it to, to set up and to deceive his four seam rather than use it as two different types of four seam fastballs. Does that make sense? So he'll, he'll throw the cutter three times in an at bat and then throw a four seam down and in, in the strike zone. And you think it's a cutter. So, you know what I mean? It, it, it's a really nice setup pitch. It's a really nice tunneling pitch. I love going low and away consistently with the four-seam fastball and then throwing the cutter, trying to get a whiff on it that way, or vice versa, throwing the cutter low and away and then dotting a four-seam low and away and they take the pitch. I, I, I really, really like the mix of those two. He threw 26 four-seams, 24 cutters, uh, 13 change-ups, 11 sinkers, and 10 sliders. That's a really healthy pitch mix of everything getting thrown in there. Uh, nothing was, was a whiff pitch, as we talked about, only four total on the game. Um, but it really, really healthy pitch mix that led it to not getting hit hard enough to do damage. Right. I mean, he, he, he looked really effective. I was really impressed and seven hits and, and 24 balls in play. It was certainly a pitch to contact day. Um, but he kept the ball on the ground for the most part. Uh, and when it did get elevated, it didn't get elevated at a super high exit velocity. Um, it, it was a it was a pitch to contact masterclass. That is exactly what a pitch to contact pitcher wants to see, and uh, the results you want to see at the end of it. So, thought it was effective. Thought it was really effective, and that's a few starts in a row for Tyler Alexander that he's been pretty effective in. Um, I I I know everybody always has to make anytime I talk about Tyler Alexander a thing because of uh, of my ongoing thought about where he what his role should be within the team uh but i'll tell you what i i think that as well i think i'm not sure i should say as if because that's how the season has gone if starting pitchers start getting healthier um i i think he should probably be one of the last people to get kicked off the uh the starting rotation so scooble should be back in whatever it is a couple of weeks now 10 days maybe left and then Bo Brisky, that we just got news that he he now has a setback because he has some some muscle soreness going on in in, a, in his arm. So uh, we'll see what happens with him and what the new timetable is for him. But I think Tyler Alexander, uh, barring a a catastrophic blow up in his next couple of starts, I think he's probably earned the right to be 
uh, solidified in this starting rotation until well, honestly, maybe for the rest of the year. I mean, who, you know, Mize is done for the year. Who, who knows what's happening with, uh, with, with Pineda and, and with, like I said, Brisky and, and Scooble, you know, hopefully he's only got one trip on the IL, but Steam has a lot of pitching injuries. So uh, I'm, I'm glad we have Tyler Alexander. I'm very glad we have him to, to be able to step up like that and, and fill some big shoes. Will Vest also pitched in this one, one inning, three hits, three in runs, one walk, and no Ks. Um, look, this is – we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, ever since Will Vest came back up, his command has been super spotty. He's, he's been super hit or miss with the command. There are some games when – uh, I, I feel like it's pretty strong or it's at least effectively wild. And this one, it, it was simply not great. He was spiking balls into the dirt. The fastball was running hot. Everything was running uh, low and away for him. It, it was it, it was not great. It was really not great. So um, hopefully he can figure it out. His ERA is now up to 3-7, which if you remember what, what he was rocking for most of the first two, three months of the year – uh, three seven is, is is climbing from where it was at when when he was uh, I mean one game he he closed out remember that Baltimore series back in what was that May early June when he closed out a, a a game against Baltimore in Comerica and was the was the closer I think it was his first career save and he had like a sub one five ERA and everybody was like make Will Vest the closer well like that's why you can't be so brash with changing the closer role all the time because relievers are weird and they'll be really good and then really not good and it's not, sometimes it's on a year-to-year basis sometimes it's on a month-to-month basis so we'll see what happens with him I don't think he's going anywhere because um, uh, especially after trading away Michael Fulmer and then again repeating myself but already the injuries that we do have to the pitching staff as a whole um, I, I don't think we really can afford to, but if they were to move somebody, he might be a candidate. He's already been optioned once this year. So, uh, then Willie Peralta, one inning, one hit, no walk, no runs, no walks, no K's. I was just really happy he didn't walk anybody. That's been a like kind of big concern for me. I've talked about it a couple of times on the show. Willie Peralta has had a walking problem this year. Like he, he objectively has, and no one's talking about it because everybody just loves to talk about. Uh, the, the you know the fact that Gregory Soto hits a ton of batters and and has a high walk rate, but like Willie Peralta has like twenty eight strikeouts on the year and I think twenty walks. Like he's walking a ton of people, um, and and like I said, it, it's been kind of uh, ex- not exaggerated, but um, I've noticed it a lot more aggressively since he returned from injury. Uh, so I'm really glad, honestly. That my biggest thing is just. Big ups, you, you know, you didn't walk anybody, you didn't give up any runs. That, that's fine by me. So, um, good for Willie. Good for Tyler. Um, hopefully, Will can make some adjustments and f- adjustments and figure it out. That's it for this game. Pitching was was pretty solid. Again, we had one reliever blow up, but great starting pitching performance. Um, and the the offense is just the offense makes games really uncompetitive really easily when your offense is, is this uh, is struggling this poorly. So, all right, let's talk about some good news. We'll end on a high note. Kerry Carpenter has been called to the majors. We're going to talk about that right after I tell you all about our friends over at Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, 
find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond's shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is truly one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat, to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. So make your moment sparkle with the jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on right now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. You can save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured. It ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So you can shop stress-free and find your forever peace at BlueNile.com today. All right, everybody, welcome back here to our third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Kerry Carpenter has been called to the major leagues. His contract has been purchased. Um, They said after the game that Daz Cameron was the casualty on the major league roster. He will be optioned down to AAA. Um, Kerry Carpenter plays outfield. Makes sense. And then he also said that a 40-man roster move would happen tomorrow to make up for it. Like I said earlier in the show, you're going to see some DFAs. Uh, not even a guarantee that it's all from the major league level. We still have some some dudes in the minors that can pretty easily be DFA'd as well. So we'll see what the corresponding move is for them. Uh, but Kerry Carpenter is fun, man. He has been absolutely raking. He got off to... He has 30 home runs at the minor league level, and I believe that is still the most in the minors across all of baseball. I believe that still reigns true. It's been true for the majority of the season, uh, so I believe that's still true. He will come up, and he will DH tomorrow. Uh, Today, as you're listening to this, he will DH on Wednesday, uh, giving Miggy a presumed day off. He plays corner outfield for the most part. He's been playing a lot of left lately in Toledo. Um, The defense is one of the questions uh, about him. Um, He's not the the, the strongest defensively, uh, doesn't have a a cannon for an arm and and, and whatnot, and they've been trying to figure out how to best utilize him and, and trying to get him to take steps forward on the defensive side of the ball. But the fact of the matter is, when you're hitting like this, and you play for an organization that has like the worst offense since Henry Ford invented the assembly line, you're going to get a call up and that's just all there is to it. And they'll find a spot for you. And that's what's happening. He has forced, I don't think you would could have asked anyone in this organization going into opening day is Kerry Carpenter going to take major league at bats this year. I'm not sure anyone, any fan, any analyst, uh, any, any, anybody, like I said, literally in the front office would have been like, Oh yeah. Like Carrie Carpenter's definitely going to be getting ABs this year. I don't think anyone would have said that last year in 2021 in double a Erie at 23 years old, he had a 752 OPS and 15 home runs solid. Like that, you know, it's a solid stat line, but it's a solid stat line in double a. And, and you know, he would start in double a this year. The hope, I'm assuming, was to see him take some steps forward, but he wasn't a super highly regarded prospect, never really has been. 
Uh, he's, he's 24. He turns 25 on September 2nd. So we'll turn 25 uh, in, in a few weeks, less than a month. And he has just absolutely dominated. He started off the season in double A in 63 games in Erie. He had a 304 average, a 359 on base percentage, and a 646 slugging percentage. That's a 1,005 OPS with 22 home runs in 63 games, 48 RBIs in 63 games. Uh, The only mild concern was he struck out 72 times in 63 games and only had 16 walks. So some people looked at that and said, okay, that's where he needs to take the next step in development. Well, let's go to AAA. And he got promoted. He had an an OPS over 1,000 and led every player that was in the minors at any level in home runs and got promoted and got better. In 33 games in AAA, he has a 342 batting average, a 433 on base percentage, and a 667 slug. That is an 1,100 OPS with... Eight home runs in 33 games, 27 RBIs in 33 games. Uh, He has 11 doubles in that amount of games, 17 walks. That's one more walk than he had in 63 games in double A. So almost half the amount of games and he has one more walk and he only has the big kicker, only 17 strikeouts in those 33 games. Like I said, he had 72 in 63 games. He, he He's getting better. He's making adjustments and, and taking giant leaps forward and improving significantly from one level to another uh, after a promotion. Really impressive stuff. Like I said, he'll be 25 years old in a couple of weeks. So no one cares if, if his defense is weak. Again, this offense is brutal. We need someone that can come in here and hit. And look, I don't want to make this dude out to be, again, he, he was not a very highly regarded prospect. Um, this is this is a, a kind of out of nowhere thing, to be honest with you. He lost the 2020 season to, uh, well, let's just go through his whole minor league career. In 2019, played for Virginia Tech. Tigers drafted him uh, in the 19th round of the 2019 MLB draft. Uh, he had an 862 OPS at Virginia Tech in 2019. He goes to rookie league. He has an OPS over a thousand. He gets called up for four games to play low A ball in Connecticut uh, when when the Tigers before the big minor league cuts happened and COVID and everything, and they still had three levels of single A ball. Um, and he was not good in those four games, but it was just four games. So who really cares? Then he missed the 2020 season because there was no minor league season. I shouldn't have said he missed it. Everybody missed it. There was no minor league season in 2020. 2021, we talked about 752 OPS in your age 23 season. Not bad. And then this year just exploded. And it's been incredible. Uh, It seems like we see his highlights on the timeline pretty much every night. Uh, He's raking. I mean, 27 doubles and 30 home runs in 96 minor league games this year. That's a 653 slugging percentage across both levels of the minors. Unbelievably impressive. Um, he's going to be fun. He, he's and he's a lefty bat. That's always a plus. He's going to be fun. And 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 again, I I don't want 
to make this dude out to be like the second coming or like, oh, he's going to be Barry Bonds right away and, and whatnot. But this is the, the, the prototype of if you want to take a chance on a dude in two months left in a season, why not take a chance on a dude who wasn't highly regarded and has uh, 1,100 OPS in AAA right now? The worst offense a lot of us have like ever seen. Yes, please try it. And if it doesn't work out, no, no one's going to be the wiser. No one's going to care. Everyone's going to care because the offense is still going to suck. They're going to care that the team still sucks. But they're not going to care because you you called up Kerry Carpenter too soon and it was a failure and, oh, this is like the worst thing ever. There, there's really no skin off anybody's back. Again, he, he's, not a, he's not a top 100 prospect. He's not a top 10 prospect in your org. There's not a lot of expectations on him or there weren't coming into the year at least. This is exactly the person that you need to call up. And, and I, I think I think they should have done it a, a couple of weeks ago. I would have liked to see it, honestly, over the All-Star break. But better late than ever. We'll gladly take it. I, I can't wait. It should be a fun addition into the lineup. Uh, if he stays hot, he's going to give this team that has had very little to, to root for uh, kind of a coming out story and a, and a really cool moment to end the season on. So uh, congratulations to him. Congratulations to him and his family. Very, very cool moment. Very, very cool story. Uh, and we will see him on Wednesday night as the team's designated hitter. Can't wait. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. And for your next listen, check out the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings you humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. That'll do it for me. Uh, hopefully we'll be back tomorrow. Well, we will definitely be back tomorrow. Hopefully talking about a win. Hopefully talking about a nice Kerry Carpenter game. Maybe a nice pitching performance. Uh, we have a mystery starter going on Friday. We're not sure who that is yet because we still are not healthy. Um, yeah. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope. I'll catch you tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.